0: (laughs) When it comes to impressive resumes, Robin Drake has a really good one, starting out as a Marine Corps officer. He went on to become an FBI special agent and he quickly rose through those ranks, recruiting spies, conducting espionage investigations and protecting America's national security.
1: Along the way, he learned some serious skills, including the secret to picking a liar... And the best way to build trust. Fast forward to today, Robin is now making waves on the public speaking circuit and penning best-selling books. The best bit, he is sharing his secrets with us. Yeah, this will
0: be good. We welcome Robin Drake to the show. Nice to see you. Hey, nice to be with you all this morning. Happy Monday morning. Uh, just before we go, any of those items behind you recording us at the moment? <laughs> No. You know, it's the funny thing about the hooky spooky spy
2: world, as I call it. It's the gravity of the importance is very much like James Bond. But the reality of it is, heck, it costs a lot of money and resources to get all the high
0: tech spy stuff. So you rely more on your interpersonal skills than anything else. Okay, well, just for your information, we are recording this conversation. For 22 (laughs) (laughs) years, you were a spy recruiter. That sounds fancy. Is it anything like anything like we see in the movies, James Bond, born identity mission, anything like that? I was really hoping it was going to be
2: (laughs) like I said, aspects of it were in the sense of the gravity of the things you're doing when they're impacting the national security of the United States and our NATO allies. I worked extensively um, with the Australians, the Brits, the Canadians, all of our five eyes. But the reality of it also is it's a hugely interpersonal skill set because literally think about do this thought experiment. If you're trying to inspire someone to betray potentially betray their country, they're not going to do so without trust. Because trust becomes a bedrock of everything because they, they're not going to place their life in your hands and their family's life in their hands, including their entire family's legacy, unless they can trust you. So you have to bring competence that you can solve a problem in their life and you have to bring that trust to bear as well.
1: So, so how do you go about doing that, especially when you're dealing with an enemy in a, in a high pressure situation? How do you build trust?
2: Uh, First keyword there, enemy. You have to let go of the thought (laughs) process that they're bad people because if if you are, you're really then gonna be incongruent with your words, actions, and deeds because you wanna have a lot of congruency. So the behaviors that we wanna have to inspire trust is really simple. Believe it or not, it's not it's not subterfuge deception and manipulation if you want to forge trust it's you want to be open you want to be transparent you want to demonstrate vulnerability because that makes people feel safe and then you want to bring competence to the table too to solve their problems that they have and then you want to employ the four keys of communication that i'm sure we'll get to in a
0: second yeah well, you look like a really nice guy could you kill five people in a lift with a car key if you had to luckily i never had to do that and hopefully i never will have to
2: do that yeah Yeah, because again the the spy world is not quite like that um james bond and and all the guys that are out there doing again the people on the ground in places like afghanistan and and hunting al-qaeda that's a little bit different than the spy world. that's a terrorism world Mm. Uh, a lot of really bad folks and actors in there and this world's a little bit different
1: you must have come across deception in your days that's filled with it how can the average joe if someone is lying are are there they talk about having telltale signs a, 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 a tell if you like
2: It's probably the most common question people still ask, and it's been asked for thousands of years. How can I tell if someone's lying to me? And if there was a great answer, someone would be a billionaire and no one would ever ask the question again. Hmm. So the first thing to really do is reverse that focus, because if you're giving yourself a negative confirmation bias, thinking in terms of someone's lying to me, I guarantee you're going to see deception. Hmm. Instead of thinking in terms of what about them makes them feel not safe by the things I'm doing that might make them wanna lie to me. In other words, because we all just wanna feel safe. So really owning your own behavior and thinking in terms of one thing, people generally do not wanna lie. And the things that they're going to do that they might wanna use deception is because they don't feel safe in a situation. So things that you're looking for, now you can look at things and we're doing this as human beings all the time. First thing I'm looking for is congruence. Is someone open and accommodating? Their nonverbals are up and out, eyebrow elevation, smiling, head tilts, exposing the left side of the or the right side of the neck, saying the carotid artery is exposed, palms up, ventral displays. All this is high comfort, saying, I'm, yeah, you're doing it right there, Larry. It's very good. Um, you know, really good high comfort displays with language that matches that kind of behavior. So that you want congruency because that's between the words and the emotions. And then what you want to also do is if you don't understand what someone's saying, you want to have trans transparency. When you ask a question, you should have an immediate tempo reaction. In other words, they're answering the same way, the same tempo they had been speaking before, and they should bring clarity to the situation. If not, that's when you kind of slow down, back up and go, what's going on here?
0: So those are things I'm generally looking for. Fascinating stuff. A big part of your job involves making a good first impression, of course, building these relationships. What's the worst thing we can do when we meet someone for the first time? um probably the things i was doing most of my life too
2: much when i was younger (laughs) you make it about yourself is the worst thing you can do people think you have to convince someone how awesome you are and you know what people generally don't care it's never about what you make people think about you that matters. It's how you make them feel about themselves. And if you do one of these four things and everything you say and do and all your actions, you're going to reverse the focus from you and you're going to make it about them, which is exactly what people want. You're going to seek their thoughts and opinions instead of sharing yours. You're going to talk in terms of their challenges, priorities, and pain points instead of your own. You're going to validate them without judging them. You're going to have deep curiosity about who they are without judging. And four, you're going to empower them with choices. You do one of those four things, that is a great first impression because then it releases their dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin for the long term. Their brain chemistry says, this person is good for me. They value me. They see me. They make me feel safe. That is a great first impression.
1: Um, we need to say goodbye, Robin. But just quickly, when you were an FBI special agent, did you tell people you were an FBI special agent or that you sold insurance or something?
2: Like I said it all the time. You know why? If you're a good person, you make people feel safe and trusted. You become this lighthouse, this beacon that people can come to. Some people do. Some people don't. 22 years of doing it, I found just being a good person that people want to come to is the best recipe. I've
0: been telling people I'm a special agent for years. No one so believes you, me. So you did
1: You did say that you were an agent or you didn't?
0: I was. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. You did. Why not? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I couldn't fascin- say it to the spies, though. <laughs> no, right. I'm fascinating to talk to you this morning. Thank you so thanks, much for your time. Robert. Really appreciate that. Oh, thanks, folks. Thanks for having me on. Have a great right. week. Thanks very much.